0: Give us an opportunity to make you develop our own opinion, you know? I mean, how dare we? How (laughs) dare we develop
1: our own opinions? Hi everyone, it's Ria, the host of Femme on Film, where our guest and I talk about films made by women, starring women, for women. These are films that have often been overlooked or unfairly derided, or where female filmmakers haven't been given the same chances as their male counterparts. And sometimes it's just a chance to talk about films that we love that happen to be made by women. If you like fun, insightful and patriarchy-smashing chats about film, come and have a listen. Fem on Film is part of the Comics and Motion Network and can be found on all your podcast apps. So come and join us.
2: Smash the patriarchy! (laughs)
0: Hello I'm Ria and this is Tanya and we are the hosts of Ms. Ms. Mar- Marvel's Musings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not we only rehearsed that once. Shocking I know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was pretty clear. <laughs>
1: Uh, we are here, obviously, to talk about Ms. Marvel uh, on Comics in Motion. We will be talking episode two. Me and my wonderful co-host, Tonya, will be here every week, unless you know, some sort of life shenanigans happen, with various guests. Uh, so that's it. We'll, we'll be starting talking about episode two, Crushed, I believe it is called. With well, First, let's introduce our weird various guests. Well, yes. Yes, I was about to say, with our wonderful guest.
0: Jack, That's you, yeah, I, I, I
1: nearly <laughs> said the wrong name, which is really good, isn't it? That's why my pause. Just, I, I love the
2: dramatic pause, that was great. <laughs> was guest. Oh, it's great to be here, and I'm so um excited to be watching the show. It has already got its own little corner of the MCU that it's totally owning. Um, which you know, as a fan of the comic, I was hoping it would, I was hoping it would transition. Well, there was the opportunity to make something really quite special, and it's already started that way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm buzzed to be. And Wednesday nights now are like, you know, Obi Wan and then Miss Marvel. And I have to say, Miss Marvel's uh, she's uh, pushed ahead of, of Kenobi, I have to say, in terms of my, my fandom at the moment. The one that I'm wow. most excited about watching on a Wednesday is Miss Marvel.
0: So, what is your history with Miss Marvel?
2: I desperately tried to look it up before coming on tonight because I couldn't remember when it was I read the comics it wasn't live when they were coming out but I came to her through Miles Morales so I'd read his first series of comics and then was picking up the next ones and then understanding that the champions were coming and they were together so maybe want to find out who this other kind of character who was coming through so G Willow Wilson finished her entire run I think by the time I read it so I was a couple of years behind at least the probably four or five years behind the actual sort of initial release but in a way that's I quite enjoy that because it means I can just get a couple of big collections all in one go and just plow through them because if something's as good as this having to wait a month must have been really painful
0: yeah I'm thinking that as soon as we're finished with the series that's what I'm going to do is grab it and just read all the way through because I have no experience with Ms. Marvel except for the last two episodes. <laughs> that's the extent mm. of my information. It would be fascinating
2: you- to hear your like reverse, like how the comics read after seeing what they've done in the show, because yeah. they have made big changes, which all, for me personally, all seem to be working. Yeah. Uh, I've spoken with Tony before, I'm not one of those people who cares about sticking pure to the comics, as long as the character is represented as who they truly are, which we'll get into, I'm sure, but she definitely is. I think, um, yeah, it would be fascinating to see what you think.
1: Well, that's what Tonya and I were talking about that just before we started recording. Um, And Tonya was saying, I wonder if I should have picked them up. And I actually think you shouldn't. I think if you've not read them, don't. Go into the show and enjoy it for what it is, because I think exactly that. I think they are different, but in a good way. And I think it really is, it's keeping the heart and the character from the comics, but but doing it in a different medium and doing it incredibly well. And I think it'd be much more interesting to watch this and then go back and read it and just see how, how you feel about both of them together and separately.
0: Yeah. It's a fun experiment.
2: And I may end up doing it as well, just, you know, even though I've read them, but be really, you know, I'm going to get that passion back again. And it's it's stupid to think things need to, uh, Mm -hmm. stupid is not fair. Maybe that's not the right word, but I think it's
0: unfair.
2: Yeah. I think things have to stick exactly to, I mean, you know, Civil, Civil War Winter soldier these are all adaptations of of comic runs which you know, that I, did. To be the same. I
0: I read that Civil War before the movie came out mm. because I didn't want the spoilers and so I yeah, I didn't want the the movie to spoil the comics and so that was a pretty big undertaking is sorting through all of the ver- the various the various comics because it's not like it's one comic run it went through several different Leads, you know, that there's Daredevil involved, and there's Captain America, and there's Iron Man and X-Men. It's like the and Fantastic Four. There were so many characters involved, but it was really worth it because then you get to see on screen, wow, they pulled that from this here, and they pulled this speech from here. It wasn't said quite like this. It wasn't said by this person, but they found a way to fit it in. And that's I worry that I'm missing some of that. When watching this but it's only six episodes I, I think that I can just watch the six and then review the comics and find then I'll know for sure is it mm. worth it to do it one way or the other like which way is the better way to handle it I, I might lose some of the magic in reading it first because I'll predict how this is going to play out where now I don't know who any of these people are <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so this is fun for me to learn about them
1: and there's something to be said about the suspense of it as well. You know, I think just go along with the ride and enjoy it. And I think this is the show to do that. Uh, you know, I think you can just immerse yourself in the world. And we'll, we'll probably start talking about this soon. They immerse you in the world as well, in Kamala's world. So it's just sort of, I, I think.
0: I'm a teenage girl watching this. Right, right. <laughs> Me so too. Much. Yeah. And that's they you're doing a great job.
1: Well, should we get talking about the episode then? Let's do yes. it. So I'm going to do one of my expert synopsis is this mm-hmm. is of the uh, of the episode again. Um, so episode two, it's it's called Crushed. Crush? I've got it wrong again, honestly. No, it's Crushed. It's Crushed, thank you. Do you know, it's because I keep on thinking of Buffy, Crushed. Mm. Or Crushed, mm. isn't it? Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, my brain is fried. So we... we pick up after the first episode kamala's got a lot going on she's got school but she's feeling pretty rad when she's walking mm-hmm. to school um she's feeling pretty empowered um she's having to keep the secret from her best friend nakia obviously her and bruno are still discussing it he wants to see the powers awesome great training montages some amazing family history and family mystery family dynamics as she's trying to tackle finding where her power is coming from and her own family history uh, and then we have a big showdown at the end where she she saves a young boy i love something in this episode about to do yeah i can see jack nodding um
2: I'm having it on the weekend.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, um, And and so she's having to tackle being a hero with her new powers, as well as the Department of Damage Control. And obviously, one of the most important things for a teenage girl, having a crush on Mm -hmm. a super cute boy. So that's where we are in the
2: episode.
0: (laughs) Have (laughs) I missed anything off?
2: no no that was excellent
0: excellent the the main part of it we do need to touch on Bruno a little more later but I say that's a good synopsis for the Mm. thank you yeah good I did a synopsis
1: I didn't write it down this time (laughs) last time I wrote it down ignored it and just rambled and this was better so (laughs) what was your strength (laughs) (laughs) thanks so what did you both think of this second episode
0: you first Jack
2: um, I thought it was on a par with the first, which is often very difficult to do. I thought it seamlessly like moved from one to the next. I know some of the shows we've had on Disney Plus recently have been like the same director all the way through. So Kenobi is Deborah Chow isn't it, all the way through. Here we are getting different directors, but I didn't really notice the, the change really, which is good. I think it opened superbly. This show is doing a wonderful thing of like adapting the comics but being its own thing but also making references and nods to other things without it being too referential or too cringy or too like so this moment of her walking down the school hall was I mean I was just crying with laughter it was so good um but it was very you know like it was very like um like an 80s teen movie I'm going to say for a specific. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, Oh, Team Wolf, that is rude. That's on it, actually, because there's one I want to talk about later with a different scene. But Team Wolf, yeah, that's brilliant. And it was very, um, you know, to an extent, a little bit buffy as well when we have the Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered episode with mm. with Xander when he's got the powers and he's walking down the halls. But it was also kind of Spider Man 3 when he goes mm. evil and emo and he's walking <laughs> and doing that. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's entirely its awesome own thing.
0: Though. Without the cringe of that moment.
2: <laughs> Just- yeah, absolutely. So. I think it just highlights me how what's the it's just getting everything right. It's getting, I, I can't really fault the show so far.
0: Agreed. My turn? Yeah. Mm, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't sure if you were pausing for, for dramatic effect or if you were done. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a lead from me, dramatic <laughs> <laughs> So I liked it as well. There was mo- one moment that I really did not like, mm. and I'm sure we'll get to that later it just felt lacking in comparison to what what else they're bringing to the table with the show but I loved the opening with her walking through she has this new power she can't talk about it but you know that it's radiating inside of her and building confidence and it's showing the difference between the fumbling nervous girl who walks into school in the first episode and now she knows she's something special She's not saying it to anyone, but you can see it in her smile, in the music that's playing in her head, in her posture, in, you know, getting people out of her way who are maybe not being very considerate about <laughs> her locker. You know, that that whole thing, you can just see it radiating through her. She is changed a little bit, and you can see, okay, this is step one of the change. Where is she going to go with this? Because sometimes people cannot handle that kind of power and essence inside of them and they ended up they end up being real jerks specifically to the people they love and she's a teenage girl so she is not fully developed as as a human yet you know (laughs) so you can see a whisper of things like that happening like she already is completely oblivious to bruno yeah poor bruno her friend isn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love this episode. I, As you know from from conversations in the first recording, I, the first episode just absolutely blew me away. It's been my favourite opening episode of a Marvel show in a really long time, despite the fact nobody on Twitter really seemed to agree with me in my poll. Um, <laughs> and, and I feel the same in the second episode. I like that it's not gone too big straight away that it is about family culture her history her finding out who she is her closest friends I'm loving the expanding of their characters I feel like Bruno a little bit sidelined but I'm okay with that for more Nakia I think
0: I think there's a reason for that I mean that goes with the essence of oh cute boy let's sideline him Mm, mm. You'll be there. I don't I don't <laughs> think there for this relationship. I can count on you. I take you completely for granted because you're my guy who's always going to be there. But look, he's all tall, dark, and British.
1: <laughs> Tony is there with the crush, I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love the scene when uh, he comes out of the pool and yes. and Nakia, <laughs> and all just, the, like, the hundreds and the hearts, and they're both. <laughs> They both act that scene so well. They're so. Pretty. And that
0: could have been cringy as adults watching it, like, "Oh, he's a teenage boy; shouldn't yeah. be you know, looking at him like that." But when you put that animation, we're we are not. We are we are younger, and we are seeing it through their eyes. And yes, that was wonderful the way they handled it.
1: And even and even I'm probably going to talk about her a lot because I just love her in this episode. Naki, we see her yeah. be a teenage girl as well. We see how how grown up and considered she is you know we the right. scene in the bathroom absolutely blew me away I mean that is female friendship you know talking right. about periods without like there being any you know it was so natural and then yes. Nakia talking and that, about her identity says,
0: you can tell me anything and it yeah. she can, can you can I though like you, you mean it when you say it, but since you don't know there's a possibility of this being the thing that I might tell mm. mm. is it true that I can tell you anything? I think she probably could. She seems like she would freak out a little bit at first just because she's not aware that these are things that can happen, but they are in the MCU. Maybe it wouldn't be so mm. difficult. Maybe it's easier for people who live in a world where this kind of stuff happens all the time for you to accept it happening in your life.
1: Hmm. Mm.
0: Yeah,
2: it's an, it's an interesting spin on it, isn't it? Because in the comics, Bruno doesn't know initially. And obviously they've got him in in episode one. I'm just, I was caught myself there, Tony. I was like, do I say this or don't? I said it, it was too late. It was turning <laughs> out my mouth. I'm sorry. Um, so it's putting a spin on the dynamic between the friendships in the show that you don't get in the comics. That's probably one of the things they've changed, but it's just, they're, they're doing it. I think I agree with what you're saying, like Bruno's being sidelined because of what's happening in the nature of this episode. I do think that characters is struggling a little bit to find his identity in the show as well maybe that's okay too he's a white guy um he's and I think, a teenager yeah. It, it yeah. Happens with teenagers. it's not yeah. about race or gender and when you're you know, that age like,
0: you're still trying to figure out who you are it's
2: true and I think the sense of like being that th- for this episode that third wheel love interest as well it, we're all a little bit like mm, okay yeah. like his moments in the car were quite funny but that that bathroom scene I thought was brilliant as well, and that was the scene I was um, alluding to before. Not the initial moment when um, Nakia comes in and they have the exchange, and she's hiding her nose, and they have the discussion about the tampon and stuff. I thought that was really well done. When um, Kamala then comes out and they have the discussion in front of the mirrors, it felt a little bit stagey to begin with. I was like, oh, this is the first time I felt like they're they're forcing. agenda or they're forcing something to say rather than it happening naturally but by the end of the scene Mm -hmm. particularly because of the score I was totally in with it I thought it was a beautiful moment and it reminded me of um like something from a John Hughes movie where like you know like the Breakfast Club when you get the the swelling music in the background as the as the teenager realizes this thing about themselves and you know they're going to go on and be a brilliant person from this point forwards I thought just that initial part I was like oh okay I can see that you're you're about to tell me something, whereas the rest has just organically happened, but uh, it's totally recovered by the end.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's it there. I was about to say it's one of my favorite scenes in this episode, but there's so many favorite scenes in this episode. I, I just think in terms of opening up the show and telling us what the show's about, it's a pivotal scene, you know, it's not shying away from what it wants to be about. And I just think that's that's really important. I think. Yeah, you know, I say this as a, a white woman who has a lot of privilege. You know, as a Muslim girl, as a Muslim teenager, seeing somebody in a hijab talking about wearing a hijab and finding their identity is so important. But it's not done for me. I didn't feel like it was. It felt part of Nakia's character. And then we see it going on. You know, from that. You know, from mm-hmm. when they're from when she starts campaigning and. And I I just think it's a really nice way to show that relationship, give Nakia her own moment. I mean, the bit when they say they love each other is so freaking endearing. I just had this massive grin on my face. But just, yeah, I just absolutely loved it. And I think that's what's special about this show. I think, you know, and I say this because because this is the second show that I liked the most that's come out with one division I absolutely loved one division I thought it was fantastic what an amazing exploration of grief and of loneliness and and I mean we're not here to talk about one division but you know amazing show but that doesn't
0: mean we can't appreciate it's true
1: brilliance. true but I feel like one division was very singular as it should be you know focusing on wonder and her and her grief and and what she's going through whereas this show, is, is more than that and it's trying to do more than that. And it's showing how these people contribute to Kamala and her, who she is as a person and her story. And I just think that's difficult to do well. And for me, it's doing it brilliantly.
0: And I'm not Muslim, but when Nakia was talking about her identity and how she's too white for some people, not white enough for others, I can definitely empathize with that I mean it's not really empathy when it is my life you know (laughs) like I I that she was talking to me in that episode it was just yep I hear you
1: (laughs) I I have a family member who's a teenager who's going through the exact same thing and I just thought I could say to her they've said it on a tv show what you're feeling and what your experience was like like amazing just just absolutely fantastic I could just talk about the scene all night and some talk about, uh, talk about, something. Let's. I, I want to end on all the positive things about the show. So let's talk about some of the negatives. So Tony, you said there are some things that aren't landing for you, or well, there's one thing. What, yeah. what is that for you? It
0: was the, the scene where she saves the boy. That whole cool. situation felt so contrived. Like really, he's hanging halfway out the window without no one is around to see this. There's so many people there. Not one is like, hey, look at that idiot are we trying to say that this kid is this stupid? And I just, it wasn't believable to me. I can see you leaning a little, but the way he was, he should have just been dead. Like that's what you deserve for something. If you are really <laughs> that stupid, then here's your Darwin Award, you know? <laughs> but don't expect me to believe that this kid is that stupid because I don't. I think that you needed a scene where she could save someone. And I think you can do better than that. Make it seem like a natural thing that might happen and make it feel reasonable not well we need to put in a problem right here so how about this and it it pulled me out of the whole episode because everything else was so believable even the parts where okay Cameron is too charming you know it's Hmm. like I I'm totally on board with her feeling the way she does but the whole time I'm going you never trust a big butt and a smile you know (laughs) Like, he is too good to be true, but I'm here for it, you know? And I believe that she would respond in that way. So that did not feel contrived, but I don't necessarily believe one of the characters in the scene. This, I didn't believe that organically this would happen. How about you, Jack? Hmm. How do you feel about the scene?
2: I, it didn't even occur to me, to be honest. Obviously, it was a silly situation to get himself into. And like, you know, now you're talking about Tonya, I, I, I feel like... Your criticisms are totally fair, but I think I was just so brought into the episode by this point and I was excited to see... We, we knew that's how the episode was going to end. We knew the episode was going to end with her having to use her powers in a situation because we'd seen the, the cool training montage earlier. So I was just there to... I, I was just in, I think, to be honest. I didn't want to judge it. And then I don't know if this is what you're alluding to before it. Even if I'd been dragged out, ice cream pizza would have had me all the way back in. Because it, it was a... I just...
1: Oh, I, I love it. It was it funny
2: so anyway, and then so there was a much. guy down on the street. Did he say ice cream pizza? <laughs> it was so good. Again, I my eyes are filling up with laughter again. I was just like, we might have to pause this moment in the episode because I I was gone. It was brilliant. <laughs>
1: I missed it the first... Well, I heard that bit the first time I watched it, and then we were just laughing so much. So I've, I've watched it just before we were talking, and my favourite bit of the scene is when she goes okay so do you mean is that one meal or two <laughs> Can, just think about it on a plate or in a bowl and it's like she's trying to concentrate on using her powers. and also being like what this kid's crazy and then obviously you get the social media afterwards of yes the- that, that <laughs> they
2: did
0: very well
1: <laughs> all the mean face ice cream pizza <laughs>
2: The superhero In landing her moment was cool because oh, it's her, kind of like, yeah. I've seen Black Widow do this on TV or something, so she's trying to mimic and...
0: Yes, I love the superhero. really movie. lovely. And her little grin, like, her smile is so enchanting. Yeah, isn't it? Did
1: you notice that um, Ice Cream Pizza Boy had an interesting pair of shoes that he was wearing?
2: Oh, I didn't. I did not is notice. he
1: the shoe oh, thief?
2: He's the mosque trainer thief.
1: Say that to very similar to Nakia's. Only noticed it on second watch. I was like, they're really focusing on his feet. Is it just the glow? Oh, they look good. Poor yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when somebody's like, no, you've just made that. Up. <laughs> but I reckon <laughs> she saved. She shaped saved the shoe thief. Oh, that's quite hard to say. She saved the.
0: She saved the shoe thief. <laughs> yeah, go, Shaving him
2: would be consuming. something very
1: different. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, for me, it was that is the weakest part of the episode and I say that as in I still think it was really good just because I I, (laughs) this is terrible I was like dumb kid this is so low stakes but I like that it's low stakes I like that she's not you know it's not aliens have come to earth and she's having to save the entire world it's her small community having to do things it was in a small community thing but I was also like dumb kid
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just makes me sound I want so cruel. Bigger. I just wanted it to feel natural. Like, let it be an accident that happened. Mm. Not just, this is just dumb. Like, really? This is all they could come up with is someone being this dumb who deserved a fall? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, again, I, but I do agree. I do think it's a valid criticism. And it was the, the weakest part of the episode for me. But I still like it. And I like that, like, like Jack says, she then got a superhero pose. And then when... um Oh god, like even the department of damage control comes along. I like that it was almost as if her natural superpowers kicked in when she had to jump over things and, and do 12s yeah, the and the adrenaline. Yeah. She's done yeah. all that training. So yeah. her body knows
0: how to do it. And now, oh, I don't have time to think about this. I just have to do it. And if she hadn't been training, I would have an issue with that. But they showed her putting in the work yeah. and learning how to use it and how to trust her power to hold her. Mm. I, I love. Oh, sorry you go
1: Jack no 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 go I was gonna say I love the training montage in general and how wobbly she is in it she's not sort of she's not yes. black widow going super flipped, blah, blah blah she's like oh okay yeah okay my body is not trained for this and I really enjoyed that
2: those parallels that, that I think you guys are talking about and I've had to do with like Peter Parker and Spider-Man are so prevalent and they're here in this scene again not in this training scene and the sense of like the instinctual nature of how to use your powers when you need to, I think, is very sort of early Peter Parker in a good way. That's not a criticism, I think. Yeah, and then when, again, like this actress is it a man I mm. mean, again, we could spend an hour talking about her if you want to wax lyrical, lyrical so about like, like where the hell has this girl come from to just totally own <laughs> this role? And she's unbelievable. Um, but talking about the little memes that she does, Tony, was saying about her smile and things like when she does that bit in the training she makes the hard light like steps and she manages to get all the way around and her little like oh like jump for joy and stuff at the end are just really beautiful little moments and just so perfectly in keeping with a character that
0: that was another moment that pulled me out because that was so clearly animated
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) I didn't even notice that I was too busy (laughs) having fun
0: (laughs) my my brain has this thing where it just goes, uh, like, oh, it's just a bad blink. You know, it's like, oh, that was not right. There are just moments in certain movies where a minute, a minute, and then, oh, this is obviously CGI and my <laughs> just, and I don't want to just make it more seamless, you know. They could have cut to her really jumping because the rest of it looked great. And then when mm. she jumped, it didn't look real to me anymore.
2: I challenge you, really random aside now. I challenge you. I watched The Mummy Returns last night. I challenge you to watch that with your issue with CGI. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, still good fun, that film. But my God, the CGI has dated.
1: God, I've not watched it in so long. Is it really bad?
2: Well, the film's still great fun. but Yeah, yeah, yeah but mean, it's in the CGI. Yeah. The Rock is the Scorpion King at the end.
1: Yes. I've, I mean, I remember that being terrible at the time. I saw All, that film yeah. in the cinema. Yeah.
2: All the way through, it's pretty bad.
1: <laughs> it's no like Jurassic Park, which still holds up. <laughs> um, and
0: Star Wars holds up, you know? It's yeah. like... These older movies look great. What's going on now? Like, there should not be bad CGI in the stuff we're watching now. It's a
1: mixture of physical and, and, and VFX, isn't it? That's why. Anyway, it's not what we're here to talk about. Well, I mean, we could talk about the visual effects in this show. That's another thing I could talk about for another hour. Just so beautiful. It's just, you know, I know we've all made comparisons before to Edgar Wright, Baby Driver, to um, Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, it's also like computer games. It makes me think of um, just absolutely amazing, and I loved the bit when she when she comes home, and it mirrors for me when she comes home and then goes back on the sofa and goes cosmic with her hands. um You know, it's it's it for me. It's sort of had that same sort of feel that she's got that excitement, and and we're having all the the the, the visual effects around with the texting and stuff. I mean, for me, I think I love the way it, they do that. So I think they've dialed it back a little bit this episode. But it's still so good, and I don't find it distracting or grating or gimmicky or anything like that. I just it just fits
0: the tone perfectly, doesn't it? And that's the thing it it adds a visual element that you don't need, but it enhances it. It enhances the storytelling, and I think they're using it well.
2: They set it up perfectly in the first episode, didn't they? Like you're a dreamer, you're always looking out into the world, and you're imagining things. And so they gave (laughs) us that that you know that's they've got that one line. So now it's fine, and I think you know i've never been a teenage girl i don't know if that surprises you but um it really does help to sell that worldview of hers. when we get these moments it's totally from her perspective and it 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 takes us on that journey with her that moment when she comes home she has like a little musical number to um, was it be my baby from dirty dancing was great (laughs) and obviously there again this is where i'm talking about like the things it's choosing to reference like what a great reference 'Cause you know, on the surface Dirty dancing is a silly fun movie about going Oh, dance. but oh, it, no, no. well, well, on the... well, well. <laughs> If I'm allowed to finish my sentence Sorry, that would be nice.
1: Sorry. As soon as as soon as I get like anyone starts touching Daddy Dancing, I'm like, hold up, I apologize. You are right, carry on.
2: You weren't so prefaced it by on the surface.
1: <laughs> yes, just I know you did. Problem. I just got overexcited. Yeah. And I shouldn't have the
2: first
0: time you two felt like siblings. <laughs> <laughs> The the underneath until this moment, you're like, uh, do I have
2: to come over there and wrestle you? She's <laughs> sibling who grew up watching date dancing, so yeah. she should know that I'm going to support. I it.
1: Should I
2: should. But yes, yeah, so it's under, we know underneath there's loads going on, and actually, I'm surprised we were allowed to watch that at the age we allowed to watch it, considering some of the adult mature content that's in it. And I'm not talking about people sexy dancing next to each other. I'm talking about all the other stuff that's going on in terms of identity and rape and abortion and like. What? That was all in this film that I used to watch when I was 10 years old. <laughs> but um, the fluffy stuff of dirty dancing, the surface stuff mm-hmm. that this kind of used, and then there's the undercurrent of Kamala's story, was brilliant again. And you just said Edgar Wright. It made me think of like spaced.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like a moment in space. I don't know if you've seen space, Tonya. So quite a
1: bit. Oh, a UK you would really
2: love spaced. Where Edgar Wright started. And it was it would do this. It would suddenly take you off on a journey for a scene because that's what that character's thinking about. And it—it's totally reminded me of that, and you know, anything that reminds me of space is going to make me happy.
1: <laughs> I do think this episode had great pop culture references and sort of Easter eggs—not not only ones that we, as sort of Marvel geeks, can enjoy, but but like wider ones. So Bruno looking like Marty McFly, mm. in, yes. and again, <laughs> and again, one of, the, one of the other best scenes that like Kevin was just. It was just like, like the
2: God. guidance counselor yeah.
0: <laughs> so good I had Have such an emotional reaction <laughs> to that scene it was oh no oh no do not give up your future for a girl
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I know she's amazing but you're teenagers go make your fortune come back and woo her as an adult <laughs> when she is ready for you because she is not ready for you and you don't want to put your life on hold for someone like that <laughs>
2: Can I ask it you a question cute. though, Tonya? Have you seen did. a movie? <laughs> have you though? Have you seen a movie? A movie. <laughs> that guy's amazing.
1: <laughs> so good. I just I, I want to find everything that he's ever been. And he's got. to, I, like, I have no idea who he is. He's got to be a comedian or something, hasn't he? Um, he's just so brilliant. That whole and the fact that he makes himself Meryl Streep is my favourite bit. <laughs>
0: I see, they didn't even say what they were referencing, but yeah, we knew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so good, and you know we get the we get the um, Paul Rudd never ages joke as well. Yes. At the beginning great, which so I missed on the first watch, got it on the second one. So, ah, that's great. Um,
0: then I know Zach, we-, we have a real question in there. So
2: no, sorry. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I love. Sorry. The- <laughs>
1: but i love it's bringing in other things as well from i mean and and this is from the music that they have in the show but also what kamala's talking about when when she's with cameron cameron um you know and they're talking about bollywood actors bollywood stars specific music you know, there's all these cultural things that they bring in they continue to bring in you know they have eid right have, when have you ever seen eid in a mainstream tv show and, and I will
0: say, I didn't know most of the references they were making and it didn't matter. Yeah, it was. Right? I get that they're vibing. I get that they understand each other. And that's all I needed to know. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's a, it's a, it's another avenue, isn't it? Like people are even going like, oh, that's me being represented, which is amazing. Or it's like, oh, who is that? Like, I'm, I'm going to go and look that up or I want right. to to that song or yeah. Sweat boys or something.
1: Yes, I think it's Sweat Boys. Yeah, I did. I yeah. did look it up last night because I, like, I have no idea what this is, and I'm old, and I'm never going to know what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know? but if it's music
2: that's in the show, then it may be worth checking out because well, the yeah. music's been great.
1: The music in the show is absolutely amazing. It, it helps that it's my source of music in general. Um, references to to Bon Jovi, fantastic. <laughs> Nobody Which wants to know that you, their parents. Jersey, yeah. yes, <laughs> exactly. Nobody wants to know that their parents got together from slippery when
2: wet though. More. What a title choice.
0: But <laughs> it was the right one to make. Sure. That's the one that's going to make the kids go, "Oh, gross, mom. You're like even if you just meant you were dancing to it, it doesn't matter. You've created a visual that has just disgusted your children. <laughs> well done.
1: <laughs> um, and so and I think all those, you know, I think that's I think that's what we see from the show, you know. Kamala's a fangirl herself so we get all these fun MCU references that we're all going to enjoy but then we get all the cultural references as well and then other geeky references because you know she's obviously a a pop culture magpie right and I look and it doesn't feel shoehorned in it just feels like part of her character so she's she's allowed to be brown Pakistani American Muslim a teenage girl a girl who who Loves her best friends, has a crush on a boy. She's she's allowed to be this this well rounded, fully thought out character. Which when do we get to see Muslim girls being that brown? You know, we never get to see brown Muslim girls being it, and it doesn't alienate us. It takes us along the story with her. I just I just love everything about the show. I can't even remember my original point. I'm just too excited.
0: But you made me think of something else that maybe that I really liked about Nakia is that she is observing and aware of a lot of the stuff that's happening, even though she's not saying it. Mm-hmm. So she is totally into Cameron too, but she sees that oh, they have a connection. So I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm going to let them develop that. All the while, she is very aware of Bruno's response to all of this, which is not as mature, <laughs>
2: you know. No, and I love how she does that instead of. It's what Tino just do. She's supportive, but she's supportive by taking the piss out of him and winding him up and nudging him and, like, hey
0: distracting him. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
2: it's so good.
1: Because <laughs> you, would, you would do it. You so would do it, yeah. It. Oh, dear. Um. Now, did he do that on purpose, do you think? Oh, totally. Especially when we get to the end of the episode. Mm. And, mm. and so, well, so that's another thing I wanted to talk about. How is the mystery element working for you both both in terms of her history and her powers and then with with Cameron coming in and his his mum and obviously this it's not a twist at the end but this sort of reveal at the end Jack.
0: Jack you're the
2: guest. I think it's working quite well I'm gonna be interested to see what Tony thinks as somebody who's just you know just based in the show at the moment I think it's it's doing that thing which good shows do which is giving us a little bit a little bit a little bit and letting us piece it together for ourselves and discovering whether we're right or wrong I think listening to you guys talking on episode one I I really like the reframing of Kamala's powers and where they've come from and this uh, you and I were talking over WhatsApp I think as well this sense of like tying it into her cultural heritage and her identity and her family I think that's a great idea considering the concept of the show and I'm fascinated to know what's going on here in terms of this lineage and how much her mum knows and doesn't know And I think we're going to see a really big reckoning between Kamala and her mum by the end of episode six, which is going to be incredibly moving. I would have thought because I'm sure you two are as bought in as everyone else into the relationship between Kamala and her mum. It's another thing that just feels organic and real and rounded. And one day they're at each other's throats and the next day they're hugging and the the mum's forgiving her and letting her go out again. That just feels so real. So it's working. And obviously, Having read the comics, we knew Cameron, as soon as he was in it, was not going to just be the, the new cute interest. I don't know if I missed something in the who the mum is, and I don't know how much I'm supposed to say at this point. I really want to say it later, whether I shouldn't say anything at all, Tanya. But I've got a big question about his mum. Do I say it now?
0: I think I probably have the same question, so go ahead and say it.
2: Is his mum Kamala's grandma?
0: not grandmother but great-grandmother
2: yeah she's the one right
0: they're implying that she's great-grandmother yeah that's that's what i
1: have taken away from it and then i tried not to think about it too much because then she's got a crush on
2: well but that makes that seem earlier even better when they're in the cafe and kamala lies to her brother to say that this is our cousin it reframes that whole conversation again which is brilliant
1: So that scene was amazing because one time, so I used to live in East London, huge Muslim community. um, And one day, Kevin and I were on the DLR coming from Stratford to Bow. And there was a young woman on there, clearly with her boyfriend, uh, just coming back from shopping. And some people walked on and she immediately pushed him away Mm -hmm. and said to him, get to the other end of of the car. And he was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like with this really cool, pretty chick. I don't want to go to the other end of the car. And then all of her friends came on, and one of them was her sister, and she and she genuinely had to be. I like we, Kevin and I were just completely fascinated because we clicked what was happening. You know, she wasn't allowed to be out alone with a boy, right. and she'd gone off on this date with him, a day date, you know, all lovely. They seem to really like each other. I hope it all worked out. And had to be to all of her friends and her sister. Oh no, this is just xyz he's just whatever we just met each other on he, he just happened to be on the dlr and we were like you were literally holding hands and like not kissing but you totally <laughs> wanted to and it was, it's just like you know absolutely fascinating because all know we know these things about other cultures you very rarely you know we're in our own bubbles right much as they were at the time until the uh, friends <laughs> and the sibling came along and then to see that again represented and seeing how they handled it and it'd be funny. It was just so good. I was just like, that's exactly what happened like eight years ago on the DLR, I loved it.
0: That's crazy that you had an experience that was like right in the show, like you just (laughs) took out of your your visual. (laughs) And I don't know that it's something that is specific to this culture. I think that if you have strict parents, that's Mm. going to be the situation, Mm. regardless of your religion or your cultural background. If you don't want your parents to know, you're, you're <laughs> going to you know, do the stiff arm, we don't know each other very well, which can be very hurtful. And that was another thing that made me think, you know what, he is not that into her in, in the way he's pretending to be, because mm. he wasn't hurt at all by being stiff-armed. It didn't bother him, where I think if she had denigrated her relationship with Bruno and said he was less than he was, it would have destroyed him, even if it was something little because mm. he's way too invested in her. Mm. He is full on in love with her. His is not a crush, he's in love with her, Or she has a crush on Cameron. Though I wonder what, I, it drove me crazy when she took off her mask in front of him. At least try, try <laughs> to keep your secret identity. Not that I think that she could pull it off with him because they had had that conversation, like he paid too much attention to her. At least make an attempt. Don't just get in and act like you know him.
2: Presumably, I mean, I guess he'd been following her tracking. So I guess she just presumed he knew, I guess, no?
0: Then shouldn't that concern her?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's where we're going to pick up maybe the next. (laughs) What have you thought about the issues, Tonya? Sorry, I sort of spoke phrases and you didn't get a chance. Is it working for you as a a TV viewer?
0: Yes.
1: Great. (laughs) Yes, done. (laughs) It's working. Love it. Uh, A woman, a few words oh dear so do, where do we is that where I'm, I'm trying to not I don't really think I'm going to give anything away but is that where we all see it going that's her great-grandmother you know she's channeling her great-grandmother realizes she's got she's channeling the power or the powers within I liked that that we found out the power was within her it wasn't from the bracelet I thought that was really nice it's not an outside source you it's the power. Herself, yeah you give her the power so where do you where do you both see it going
0: in terms of what happens with the mom
1: yeah or with the mystery or with her power you've got any sort of thoughts on that
0: this was one of those times where at the end of the episode it was I can't believe they're ending it here because mm-hmm. I have so many questions that I want to have answered right now you know <laughs> you cannot binge it. It's not out yet. (laughs) You know, specifically, I want an explanation for the relationship between these people. I want to know the biology right now because this could be very wrong with her having this big crush on him. (laughs) Or it could be a lie that he's not really related to her. I want to know. I need to have this information. And then I want to know, how does she still look so young? What happened? Mm -hmm. Because she kind of seems like she's older than she would have been when it happened when the partition yes, yes. happened yes. so, so the partition she... was in the
1: 40s wasn't it i apologize if my history is terrible
0: i believe it was in the 40s and i think it was in the late 40s so what why did she age some but then stop or oh. is she just pretending to be this young like maybe it's Either magical or maybe she's a shapeshifter. Maybe she has decided to take this form and it's not about aging. It's just this is how she's presenting herself. Mm. So I have all of these questions. And since I don't know the background history of these powers or the characters, I'm just guessing. There are just so many reasons that she could be in this form that I hesitate to make a guess.
2: And you may have like answered all of them or, or none of them, because I think with the changing of the powers in there, we know that it, it appears, well, we don't know. We, don't, we know it appears. What a great sentence from an English teacher. It <laughs> appears that the powers are cosmic for Kamala, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. of the relation to Captain Marvel, who's obviously going to appear in episode six. Um, and the the the, the colour of the light and stuff seems to be tying in with that. But, and, and I like what you said Ray, about her, like the powers within her because, of course, in the comics with the Terrigen mist and the human stuff, that still was releasing the power that, that was within her. Mm-hmm. So it is still following kind of that trend of like Kamala always had this within her. But I think... Um, I lost my train of thought now. What was I saying? Like, you uh, pick no. up. It's gone and I'll come back to it. <laughs> I
1: think... It's in her.
2: It's cosmic. <laughs> oh, uh, in sorry. In the comics, she's a polymorph, isn't she? So she can embiggen and um, go smaller which is where the ant man reference came in but also she can if she wants to like morph herself to look like somebody else mm-hmm. it's not really a power miss marvel tends to use but it, she can so again if they want to try and bring in some of the more comic elements into the tv show maybe that is where it can be with this grandmother character mm-hmm. great great grandmother character sorry
1: mm. and I, you know we know from the story that her dad tells at the dinner that her great grandmother has the, I don't want to diminish it by calling it sparkle pound, but that's the reason I love Sparkle, oh. So I'm not diminishing it. You know, because her daughter <laughs> follows her follow her daughter follows the stars to get on the train. Brilliant
2: right?
1: moment. Oh God, chills, absolutely in the best way, chills when she said that. And my my whole brain just lit up. I was like, first of all, beautiful, what a beautiful thing for a child to say about how she got there or beautiful way to describe the powers. I call them sparkle powers. Um <laughs> maybe she could them star powers. So we know that she has the same powers as Kamala or we make that assumption, right? So yeah, so how is she so young? Why is she has she been waiting for Kamala to to have her powers in? But then why is Kamala having visions of her? Is this great grandmother in the car the the real great grandmother or a, a right. different
0: and then version. With shape shifting, there's also the scroll factor. Like, exactly, right? So you know mm-hmm. is you can't it, trust if, anyone in this universe. It, exactly. because the free are bad. The scrolls are sometimes bad, you know <laughs> so when Kamala's using her vision. powers,
1: yeah, right. Kamala's using her powers and she's having these visions of her great grandmother, is that a warning from her great grandmother? You know, it and and I like that. I as as Jack will very much know I can get a bit pissy about there being lots of mystery and twists and turns I so I often think it's quite poor writing but here I think they've got it just they've got it just right You're but teasing. it keeps you guessing they're teasing you exactly and it, and it's working for me is
0: there, there is something about them the the mother and son Cameron and his I can't remember the name of the character his mother so so if it is
2: Amir great grandmother
1: Aisha, Aisha if it's the Aisha. Oh, grandmother,
2: Aisha. So, oh, Amir is her brother, no, isn't it? Sorry, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Amir is a male name, so that wasn't working for me.
2: <laughs> no,
0: there's something sinister about her specifically, but both of them. Mm. There is a little, there is something that feels like they should not be completely trusted, even yes. if they are related. It feels like they're not there for some altruistic reason,
1: as Kevin said. He, his first warning sign was like that's his uncle's car. And he's letting him drive around this fancy car. Kevin mm. was like, no, we can't trust him. This, you know, right. he, had his, he had his radar on as soon as he saw that. Like, there are tons of
0: reasons to not trust him.
1: Like, <laughs> mm. That's Kevin's alarm bells. So it's like, no. <laughs> There's
2: a reason the phrase too good to be true exists, right? Yeah,
1: yes. right. right. <laughs> what? Before we start wrapping up, what are some other
2: highlights
0: from this episode for you both? So you froze on my screen and I didn't hear your (laughs) question.
2: Me neither, sorry. So I was desperately hoping Tonya did.
1: I was saying before we wrap up, what are some of the other highlights from this episode or story beats you
0: want to pick up on? I think the acting was really good. Mm -hmm. So while we're saying these things about Cameron, he acted the hell out of that role. Mm. He was totally dreamy, but... He was just, like he was just charming enough to raise her heckles, you know, (laughs) like mm -hmm. outside of her, I'm looking at him thinking he cannot be trusted, but they're pulling me inside of her. And it's like, yes, please keep talking to me. Let's (laughs) hide behind the menu and continue talking about stuff because I have to keep it a secret from my brother. You know, this is just pulling us in closer to this relationship. I think the storytelling is just really good from her perspective And you don't have to be a teenage girl to understand what is happening or to feel the emotion. They, they are pulling at our emotional strings and they're not doing it in a way that feels (laughs) contrived. You know, sometimes it's just like, all right, I get, I'm supposed to feel this way. It's not like that. I do feel this way. And I went into this thinking, I was not going to really appreciate this perspective because, I'm not a child of that generation, you know, I've never been one who needs bright lights flashing at me. I like quiet and calm. I think she has ADD, you know, like all of that, the squirrel factor, the shiny, that's not me. I'm very focused and I don't need all of the, the lights and the music and the flashing. That is not my world. But they're bringing me in and making it fun. It's not annoying to me. I really thought it was going to be annoying because I don't need constant stimuli to keep my attention. And what what they're doing is immersing me in this particular person. So it's not happening at me, it's happening through her. And so far they're doing a wonderful job.
2: Mm. I think everybody's just really naturalistic, aren't they? Mm. Nobody feels like they're acting, which sometimes people do unfortunately everyone feels like they're a character rather than they're an actor playing a character it feels like a caricature and you know the mum could the dad could they could be coming across as caricatures of of parents but they don't and it's little touches and little performance moments I think I completely agree with that and tied in with that I think for me it's all the little cultural moments like they're in the mosque and having the conversation about how their side's not as nice and they've got a and they're rushing to, to, to get ready to go in. And you've got the two guys taking the photographs. I thought that was brilliant. Um, the the conversation when um, Cameron says, you know, I know what Ami means. Like, that was really nice as well. That like reminder to Kamala, like, you know, you're not talking to other people who are outside of our our Muslim circle here. Mm-hmm. The, the mum, when she says, um, what was it like? Did you not eat anything? Or did you eat too much? Yes, was such a <laughs> brilliant so moment. so hard, brilliant moment. And and this show goes to some dark places, right? The FBI, the, the guy says like, oh, the FBI watching them anyway
1: when he's mm, talking about yeah. the
2: mosque. Like mm. that's really dark, really powerful, and uh, and I'm glad they put it in there. But a really dark moment. And then it and this show's done that really like cleverly and and successfully moving from these not throwaway, you're meant to catch it, but these like subtle moments to these like ludicrous um hilarious moments there so was well oh the best one it just came to me illumine art aunties <laughs>
0: illuminantes yes I love oh it. my so god good. i didn't
2: catch it when she said it i was like, oh illuminati of because of other things in the marvel universe and then when the, the captions came up on the screen i was like oh yes <laughs> the day that person wrote that they were like you just earned i've had a good head. i've had a good day today i don't have to do anything else i've written lumen aunties that's done it doesn't matter
1: it's like one of my favorite ever lines in buffy and it's in uh season four and it's Professor walsh walsh says oh i thought spoilers by the way for buffy um mm. says oh, i thought um the slayer was a was a myth and buffy goes well you were myth taken and i oh that so ever- good that line honestly comes into my head at such a regular base it's probably like once a week and i just have a little giggle to myself and that the, this the same thing the illuminati aunties is going to just pop into my head at random times and i'm just going to smile and be like amazing that whole sequence was like clueless with all the little yeah, like you know, me, little girls. Little yes. me girls yeah yeah it was great oh right anything else before we wrap up because again i'll just sit here with you just talking about individual scenes for another hour or so there
0: was one more thing that we didn't bring up is just the way that they're weaving history into it without hitting us over the head with it and without taking us aside for now we're going to a boring history lesson it's no (laughs) we're going to make it an endearing scene where the father is telling a story that they don't One of the people, you know, his wife doesn't want them to tell because it's so painful to her. So they're wrapping us in the emotion of this history that has affected so many lives, but so few people know about it. Mm -hmm. And so, again, they're just teasing you with this thing and making you want to know more about it. Do you have people in your life where you could ask, what is your partition experience? You know, They're, they're bringing up these things without making it all about that. It's just a piece of where they're from. And I appreciate that.
2: I have to say that dinner conversation, that part of it when they were like, you know, the British left us and that made me feel really uncomfortable, but in a good way, like, you know, being British, it was like, yeah, there's that really dark part of our history, which we wish wasn't there. It was, a, it was really well handled. I thought I agree that scene was, yeah, I don't know. I was just watching, I was like, oh, like, that's hard, hard to hear, but it's hard to hear because it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so I think I know the answer to this. I, I was going to say what are your predictions, but Tonya and I already talked about in the first episode about how uh, Captain Marvel is going to show up in the final episode, episode six. You've touched on that as well. I think we've we've covered who we think the mysterious lady in the car is. I I don't have any other predictions. I'm just going to go along for the ride, to be honest. Uh, unless you, unless either of you have any predictions you want to talk about, I think I know the answer to the next question I'm going to ask are you going to watch the next
0: episode? <laughs> mm. <laughs> of course.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm all in. I'm going to have to watch some di- different nights next week because I hear tell that Kenobi might be 90 minutes long, the final uh, episode. So wow, that might really? not both fit into an evening, unfortunately. So there'll be a debate in the house between me and M over which comes first. Oh, she's which one into,
0: is, um, is Emma She's enjoyed. a bit
2: more into Kenobi at the moment. Really? She's very taken. So I would lean yeah.
0: to Kenobi as well because it's the finale. Mm. Mm. okay. Mm. And you don't want things ruined for you.
2: No, very, very good point.
0: Spoiler of avoidance, I would watch the finale episode.
2: And I'm not recording next week, so I can't <laughs> afford to, to wait a night.
0: <laughs> I still haven't watched the last two episodes, so it's just going to be... Oh, really <gasps> you didn't see the thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, you could
1: probably tell me what the thing is, i would forget it. So, <laughs> so you can no, spoil I want, away. You
0: to, I want you to have that moment where you're just going... You
2: are Ant-Man going. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, Ant-Man, I really do we name drop Paul Rudd if he's gonna be in the show. Oh,
0: that's they a good said he's point. got a
2: podcast. Oh, I'd be so happy if we just if he pops up a little Paul Rudd cameo. Is either would Ant-Man really like or a Scott that Lang be, on his podcast?
1: That would be a great oh, even cool. if even if they just had it sort of like he's talking about. Ms. Marvel, the new the new the new New Jersey superhero. Right. Uh, that would be amazing. Just like so, a
0: two second thing, it would be amazing. Yeah,
1: Because in and in the Spider Man, most recent Spider-Man comp, um games, uh they do that as well. So they have um oh my god, they have a, a podcast with uh, who's the Daily Bugle guy? Why is his name just dropped out of my head?
0: Jonah
1: thank you. Thank you. Oh so wait pod- Yeah. Yeah,
2: okay, yeah, Jay Jada, yeah. They-
1: yeah, so they have a podcast with him in it. So in so you'll be swinging through, and Spider Man will be listening to the podcast and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then in, in the newer one, Miles Morales, there, there's like another podcast and stuff that he listens to. And she talks about him, so they could totally bring that in, and it works really well in the games. That would be absolutely amazing. I'd love that. It's right. got to be deliberate. It's got to be right.
2: Because we I'm did talk about in the first episode.
1: <laughs> He's going to come in? I <laughs> think you're right. I think we're going to get an Ant Man, aren't we? Obviously, going to get Captain Marvel. If we have some Ant Man, that'd be amazing. Who else? That's enough. Reckon? Yeah,
2: that's enough. I reckon. Don't need yeah. anyone else. She needs to stand apart by herself, and she is.
0: Mm. And she deserves and then, to meet Captain Marvel.
2: She yes, does. and because we know that that's going somewhere else, um, mm. being really careful again, just in case. But in the wider world, we know some things. If we paid any attention to news or or anything, I'll just leave it there. Just in case, because I don't (laughs) want to fall out with people. Uh, I don't want to be the new Dan. (laughs) Um...
0: (laughs) That's so mean. He's made so many efforts.
1: (laughs) I I like that he pleases us all now. Right. Okay. Let's leave it there. Unless there's any more final thoughts. No? Should we do the outros? Everybody talk about themselves
2: our delightful guest you go first it's a family trait isn't it not being good at selling ourselves
0: you know what you do well is introductions like when you introduce a podcast we all just sit there and go
2: yeah
0: wow he came up with all of that and said it so nicely i should do that on my show And,
2: and
0: we never live up to what you do on your shows
2: uh, Max has been an inspiration mm. there after being on with him as well so uh, as I said when I started my show which I'll explain about in a minute I just cherry picked all the best bits from everyone I was like oh I love that when Max does that I love it when Dan does that when Tony does that so it was good coming into this world after a year of guessing on other people's shows because what I have been guessing on is indie comic spotlight with Tony <laughs> and then he persuaded me to persuade start season's greetings so I do that with Tony and then
0: what is Season's Greetings for those
2: who don't already know? Of course. Good point. See, this is why I'm not good at this bit. Season's Greetings is the show where Tony and I watch every season of a TV show from start to finish. And then we consider it through a modern lens. So we did Buffy and Angel and then a one, one and done Wolverine and the X-Men. And now we're halfway through Fringe, which is just the best. And, you know, we've timed it really weirdly because the multiverse is the most popular thing in the world right now. And uh. Spoilers for French, it deals with that idea too. <laughs> and then, because the world needed another podcast, I started my own called Back to Their Filmography, which is where I watch every film from an Actors Back catalogue and I've plumped for the States to start with because my love for the States knows no bounds.
1: Yeah, it's a good choice. I I know you've already got a guest lined up for Spy, but if you could double up on guests...
2: Yeah, always. ...you make my
1: life because... Yeah, come on. ...that film is just... And he is amazing in it. His performance and it is so good. Um, I, I think I'll I'll, yeah, I'll go next, and we'll let Tonya have the last words. Um, so yeah, let's get the the people of rubbish at it out of the way first. Yeah. Um, where am I? So you can find me on social media, Twitter at Rhea Carrigan or at Fem on Film, uh, and that's the same on Instagram, but just Rhea Carrigan. And what else do I do? I do Indie comic Spotlight with Tony and a Pop Gorilla, obviously. Um, mm. uh, we're about to do our summer hits season, which is coming out on the... How many days does June have? 30 days have September, mm. April, June, and November. So 30, coming out on the 30th of June. Um, and we'll be, <laughs> we'll be dropping one, <laughs> one a day where we've we'll been watching the summer blockbusters. I've only managed Ghost and... Um, Phantom Menace so far so a little bit behind we have got some watching to do so come and listen to us doing that and then of course Femme on Film where I talk about films for women made by women it's awesome Tonya's been on and we had an amazing time we are going to do an episode with Alison coming up very Mm -hmm. soon who I did The Kids Are All Right we'll be talking about sex scenes Um, and it's going to be brilliant although I need to watch all of the films with those sex scenes so that's more things to watch good luck to me and then obviously doing this over the next few weeks
2: can you get away with just watching the sex scenes or I watch, think I've watched the context all the films of the
1: anyway so I should so I think I can probably get away with just the scenes I'd
2: love the idea that you don't tell your partner I don't know if you use his name sorry you don't tell do you do you, do you say names I
1: think I say his name Kevin
2: Kevin uh <laughs> you don't tell Kevin and he comes home or no. comes into the room one day and you're just like a montage of sex scenes <laughs> uh what what's like, going it's on it's research yeah <laughs> we had of course that
1: it with is. <laughs> in spider dan so we, tony and i had an amazing conversation with uh dan last friday it's coming out soon about uh pam greer and coffee and foxy brown and um i put coffee on and he was he was doing something else and he was just like why are the men on the internet just sending you porn to watch <laughs> their podcasts <laughs> <laughs> it's like right so <laughs> so he's just gonna be like what is going on
0: Or you could say, well, now women are sending me porn. Is that better? Uh, This is the longest wrap-up in history. Yes, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You can find me across social media at Ms. Tanya Todd. I am on IMDb, just Tanya Todd. And if you want to keep up with the things that I'm doing, follow my newsletter. You can do that at www.Ms.TanyaTodd slash newsletter. Look at that that's
2: that's the expert right i didn't even mention my. i'm not going to do it but i didn't even mention my social media it's like all learned from (laughs) tanya
1: tanya you're going to have to have the last word so go for it
0: have a marvelous week we'll see you next time nice